Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. This message today goes out to all the singles, single ladies, single guys. I've been single for several years now, and I have single friends and others ask me, you know, how do you do it? How do you do it so well? How do you stay single and glorify God in the wait? I just wanted to give you some advice today. Drop some wisdom on you. First of all, I want to tell you that finding that special someone will never fill the void for love that only God can fill. I hear from a lot of singles, and when I talk to them, you know, there's this discontentment, almost a complaining. They carry themselves as if something is missing, you know, like once they get that person, it will fill the void. It's the missing piece. It's the link to happiness or it will complete them. And that's just not true. You know, that's a lie from the enemy because he wants to keep you discontent and he wants to keep you chasing anything that's not a relationship with God because he knows that the only fulfilling relationship that you will ever have would be a deep, satisfying relationship with Jesus. So he'll try to keep you looking and chasing after the perfect man or the perfect woman. But friends, Jesus is the only perfect lover, and he's always available, just waiting for us to choose him. Another thing I'll tell you is it's very important that you cut out the addiction to godless entertainment. I mean, all the romantic movies, the love songs, hanging out with people of this world that give you worldly advice, collecting male friends, you know, collecting female friends because you're lonely and you just want a companion. All those things, all they do is lead to temptation, discontentment, keep you lonely and wanting more. You know, we live in a culture that just tells you just do whatever you feel like doing. Whatever feels good, do it. But that is the exact opposite of what God calls us to do, friends. He calls us to wait on Him. He calls us to carry our cross, to deny ourselves, to give up our rights. You know, it might sound like punishment, but it actually is not. It really is living your best life. There's nothing like that peace and favor that follows someone that is living a godly, righteous life, living in purity and obeying God no matter the cost. Another thing is that we need to stop comparing ourselves to the world's standard. When it comes to age, you know that we have to be married by a certain age, have children by a certain age. You know, look at Abraham. God gave him a child at 100 years old. I mean, there's nothing that God cannot do. God doesn't work by the world's timeline. The Bible tells us, you know, my ways are not your ways. My timing is not your timing. My purposes are so much bigger and greater than yours. So when you're in this single season, it's so important that you are fully dependent on Christ and that you trust him more than anything else. And remember, you know, God has always been a jealous God. If you're idolizing becoming a wife or a husband or having that special someone, then that could be the very reason why God has not blessed you with that person yet, because he doesn't want anybody else to try and take his place. Another thing is just because a man looks good, he sounds good, he's moral, he goes to church, he might even be everything you want on paper, but that does not mean that he's the right man for you. Because God's ways are so much bigger than ours, he puts two people together knowing that they'll be better together for his kingdom purposes. That doesn't mean that you won't get a man or a woman that you like and you know that there are some qualities on that list. But, you know, you have to allow him to choose the right person for you. 
because you'll get a lot of counterfeit out there who seem like the real deal and only God knows their heart. Only God knows your future together and what you'll do for his kingdom and how you'll really impact eternity with that person. Remember, friends, it's better to be single than with the wrong person. Another thing that I see that needs to stop is collecting friends from the opposite sex. You know, you're lonely, you want to go out with someone, but you have no interest in them. You want someone to hang out with, someone to go on a faux date with, you know. You're creating emotional ties. You're giving the other person false hope. And single guys, let me just tell you, they don't go out with girls that they don't like. At least in my case, you know, like I don't know any guys that I could just hang out with all the time, but they have no attraction. Come on. If you don't hear anything else today, I mean, there's a sense of urgency to tell you, fall in love with Jesus, the lover of your soul. When he satisfies you, you become real picky with what's out there. You don't even want to spend time with someone that doesn't look like him. So I want to encourage you to stay strong in this season. You know, by digging in God's word every day, cut out the lustful entertainment, invest in godly friendships that keep you accountable. Find your identity in Christ alone. Don't settle. God is preparing you and it's worth the wait. Because he's in the waiting. I know when you're single, it just seems like everybody's getting married but you. That it's taking forever for you to meet someone. You know, there's all this FOMO, comparing, you know. And all of that will just bring a lot of dissatisfaction, discontentment, and even anger towards God if you don't release it. You really have to surrender your desires for a husband or a wife to God. And in order to wait on God for a husband, you have to be able to trust that God is in control. God already knows the person that you're going to marry one day. And he knows that who you're going to marry is a big deal. He doesn't want you to end up with the wrong person. Whether you believe it right now or not, God is doing everything he can to bring you and your spouse together. But he needs to prepare you for that person. It's kind of like baking a pie. You know, you can get all the ingredients. Everything looks perfect. You know, you can put it in the pie pan. You put it in the oven to bake. But because you're impatient, you know, you have a sugar craving or something, you take the pie out before it's ready and it's really nasty in your mouth, right? You just want to put it back so it can cook longer, right? It's, you know, God is preparing you so that when you do meet that person, it will be the right timing. Your character, your heart, your maturity, your wisdom will be on point. You know, it will be ready for that next person. And he's also preparing who you're going to marry one day. I really know that the only reason that we get super discontent and, you know, we think we're missing out, we're getting older, you know, our window's about to close on us or whatever that is, it's because of the world's standards. But friends, like I was saying earlier, you know, the world will tell you, you need to get married by this time or you're a spinster, right? Or you need to have kids by this time or it will be harder to get pregnant and you only have a few eggs left, right? I mean, it's really just lies from the enemy because God really honors and favors those that wait upon him. The ones that put him first, that aren't out there hunting, saying yes to everybody else around them, you know? Because they're really waiting on God. And he really will give you back those years that you think that you lost out on or were wasted. Let me tell you, friends, when you're surrendered to God, no time is wasted.
So surrendering your desires to God is a position of your heart, you know, knowing and believing that God knows what's best for you. The Bible tells us in Matthew 6 that God wants us to seek him first and he will provide our every need. You know, seek the kingdom of God above all else, live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. He also has told us that he wants to give us the desires of our heart. God is not just sitting there in his throne saying, you know, they want these things. I'm just going to withhold them because I have the power to, right? You know, he has a specific purpose and plan for every detail of your life, and he is very intentional. God also tells us not to worry because he knows what we need and that he will provide it. When you surrender your desire for marriage to God, you'll experience peace knowing that God is in control. The word of God tells us in Isaiah, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. So the more that you focus and put your trust in God, the more peace you'll have as you wait for your future spouse. You can relax because you have a God who wants to be your matchmaker and who wants to write your love story. But the question is, will you let him? Will you let God do his job and show you the person you are supposed to be with? Surrendering is acknowledging that God knows best and that he is in control. And it means letting go of your own desires and timetable. During that time, you need to refuse to settle. Waiting on God means refusing to settle for anyone who is less than God's best. It means refusing to settle for anyone that you know isn't a good influence or doesn't deserve you. And waiting on God for a spouse means refusing to settle for anyone who isn't equally yoked with you or on the same page spiritually. You can be a Christian and that other person can be a Christian and you can still be unequally yoked. Unequally yoked doesn't mean, oh, he's a Christian, I'm a Christian. Okay, we're good. No, equally yoked means that you're on the same spiritual level. You're not dragging him along and he's not dragging you along, right? You learn from each other. You're growing from each other. Like as iron sharpens iron, being together, that person draws you closer to Jesus. You know, the devil tries to convince us to settle because he wants us to miss out on experiencing God's best for our life. He is the father of lies and the devil will try and get us to believe that we aren't good enough or finding a man is never going to happen. So people end up settling for someone because they are sick of waiting or because they started to believe that they wouldn't get any better. But God tells us how to stand strong against these lies. He tells us in Ephesians, you know, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. When we are tempted to settle, we have to remember to stand strong against the lies of the enemy. You might be asking, you know, how do you make sure you don't settle as you wait on God for a spouse? Well, remind yourself of who God is by reading and declaring what his promises say in the Bible. God is not a settling God. Nowhere in the Bible does it say he wants you to settle. He wants you to have faith and trust in him, trusting God to bring you the best that he has for you. Let me tell you, friends, from experience, you know, I've been through heartbreak. Settling never fulfills us in the long run. You know, settling may provide short-term relief, but we will experience dissatisfaction in the long run by missing out on God's best for our life. So I encourage you to hang out with people that won't let you settle. 
Make friends with people who will have the guts to tell you that a guy or that girl isn't good enough for you. You really must trust God's timing above your own. A big aspect on waiting on God for a husband is trusting in God's timing. If you're single listening to this, you're probably thinking, um, I'm ready for my husband or wife right now. <laughs> What's the hold up, God? Why is God making me wait so long? I've been waiting for God to send me a husband for years. I've been good. I've been living right. You know, where's my man? Where's my woman, right? And trust me, I know how you feel. Being single for several years has not been easy, but I'm trusting that God is going to fulfill specific promises for my future. You know, when you're waiting, you think you're waiting so long, but once you start dating, you understand God's timing and why he wanted you to wait. God's ways are really higher than our ways, so we might not always understand why God's ways or timing is better, but it is. And you also have to stop looking at the season of singlehood as like a curse or a negative thing. You know, once again, that's the world's standards that if you're single, something's wrong with you, right? You need to hurry up and find somebody. But I can tell you, friends, I'm living in the single season and I can really relate. This season has been the most beautiful, rich time of bonding and getting to know Jesus for myself, being fully dependent on him, falling in love with him at a level I've never known, surrendering everything to him, you know, just watching him work in my life. It's just been a beautiful time. You know, of course I do want that person, but really God has proven to me that he's better than a husband. And I'm not just saying that he really has proven that he is better than a husband to me. I mean, in the single season, you can do things that you can't do when you're married with children. Once you're with somebody, they're a constant distraction, right? It's a good distraction, but it's, there's that constant pull. Then you start having children and, you know, your life can be just really chaotic and busy where it's really hard to give God that quality time. It's really hard to do certain things that you can do now in this season, I mean, I would take full advantage of the single season. You know, write that book you want to write. Go on those trips. Start that business. Whatever you want to do that you know you would need quiet time for, this is the perfect time in your life to do that. Not only that, but God uses these seasons of waiting to build our faith and trust in Him. God also wants to heal you from maybe past wounds, past relationships, you know, daddy issues, mommy issues, whatever it is that we might drag into a relationship to make it unhealthy. God wants to completely heal you. He wants to penetrate to the deepest part of your heart and get rid of all the residue so that you will be right for another person. Because there's nothing like meeting somebody and bringing your baggage into the relationship. It always ends up harming not only you, but also the person that you're with. You know, they say that you never meet someone when you're looking for them, right? <laughs> so you shouldn't be ready to just date anybody that comes along your way. But you do have to step out in faith to meet somebody when the time is right. You know, waiting on God for a spouse does not mean you just pray and sit around expecting your husband to show up at your doorstep. <laughs> I used to think that. I'm like, he's just going to show up at my doorstep or come to church one Sunday, right? <laughs> you know, but just like anything we're believing for in life, God calls us to show our faith in our actions. In James 2, the Bible tells us that faith without works is dead, right? You know, what good is it, brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? 
you know? So you see faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead, useless. Now, some may argue, some people have faith, some have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. James 2.17 So I want you to be honest here. Are you playing an active role in the dating process? Or are you expecting your husband or wife to just show up one day? You know, the key with stepping out in faith is having the courage to step out and let God guide you. You know, I don't know if you've heard the expression, God can't steer a parked car, right? (laughs) You know, it's like when we are driving, we're listening to the GPS for direction. The GPS will guide us once we get moving and will continue to guide us when we need it. God wants us to step out in faith, trusting him that he will guide us. But it takes us stepping out first. You know, unless God is telling you specifically like, I don't want you to date. This is a time that I am going to do a new thing in you. I want to work on your heart. I want to work on your character. You know, if he's telling you to do that, then that's a specific season of you not stepping out at all. But if you've really surrendered, you've allowed God to do that deep inner work in you to make you healthy and whole, and you're not idolizing having a relationship, you know, just be open to getting to know somebody that you might feel led to. God works different in different relationships. You know, there's not one way he does it. Sometimes you'll meet someone at a connect group at church, a volunteer team, you know, at work. And God might even be putting it on your heart to pursue online dating. There's a variety of ways that God can use to connect you to the right person. But it's very important that you have discernment when that time comes. Because I'm telling you, I've heard it all from guys, you know, guys will say anything to get what they want, even women sometimes, you know, and so you really have to have discernment so you're not deceived because the devil himself can bring a man that looks right, sounds right, but then you find out one day that they're a fraud. So you really need to fast and pray, ask the Holy Spirit to lead you if that person is who you should really spend time with or pursue. So I wanted to give you some things to do while you're waiting on God in this single season. You know, read your Bible more, pray more, fast more, pay your tithes, be happy alone, learn more, truly make God the center of your life. Allow him to do any heart surgery that he needs to do in you to heal you from any past wounds, ideologies that are not of him. Just any place of brokenness, any sin, even, you know, hidden sin that you don't know about, you know, that God would reveal it and bring it all to the surface so it can be dealt with. So you wouldn't have anything that would hinder a healthy relationship with God and that spouse. Also, I really encourage you to pray for your future spouse, even though you don't know who they are, pray for them, pray for their protection, pray for their purity, you know, pray that God would do what he needs to do in them. God has to prepare two people when it comes to a relationship. So not only is he working on you, but he's also preparing the person that you're going to marry. So I hope that this message really encourages you that are single waiting on God. So I just want to recap on today's message and to reiterate some important points that I made. In this single season, if you are idolizing finding a spouse, if you feel that you're missing something, you know, you're unhappy, you don't feel complete. You always say, you know, when I get married, I'll do this or that. If you're not satisfied with your relationship with Jesus alone, then you need to repent for idolizing having a relationship. There is no lover like Jesus. There is nobody that will ever satisfy you like Jesus. 
He is always there waiting for you to spend time with him. So looking for a lesser love, being desperate for something that's imperfect when perfect is sitting right there waiting for you, that's offensive to him. If you want a man of God, if you want a woman of God, you can't bypass God in order to get them. So make sure you get your heart right. Make sure you make the most of this single season. Ask God, what does he want you to do in this season? How does he want to transform you? What adventures should you go on? You know, what businesses should you start? Whatever it is, ministry, whatever he wants you to do. If he wants you to go back to school, you know, whatever it is, this is your opportunity to focus on those things and give them undivided attention. I want to cancel every lie from the enemy, maybe from your family, from friends, from our culture that tells you that you're missing out. You're not missing out. The window is not closed on you. You're not too old. You still look good. You're still worthy. You're not the leftovers. You're not a spinster. I want you to captivate your thoughts and to believe the truth of who God says you are. One of my favorite Bible verses that's so encouraging is Jeremiah 29, 11. You know, where God tells us, you know, I'm not here to harm you or make you unhappy. You know, I have a hope for you, a future for you. But he also says to seek him with all of your heart. You know, and that's where we get it wrong so many times. We do not seek God with all of our heart. Jesus is beckoning us to draw closer to him, to have a love relationship with him. When you allow Jesus' love to satisfy you, to fill every void, then you will not need to look for a substitute. Fall in love with Jesus and be consumed by him. I mean, if you were falling in love with a man or a woman, you were dating them, you would want to spend a ton of time with them, you know, hang out with them all the time. It'd be two in the morning, you're still texting them. Jesus desires that type of relationship, that desire from us. I'm telling you, friends, nobody will love you and satisfy you more than the perfect love that Jesus has to offer. Well, this wraps up the message of being single and waiting well in this season. Let me pray over you today. Lord, I come before you today and I lift up all my brothers and sisters in Christ that are single. Lord, we know that marriage is ordained by you and a means to serve you. Help us to trust you and not take matters into our own hands. You know, while we're waiting, help us to be conformed to the image of you, Jesus, so that we may demonstrate what it means to serve and not be served. Help us to learn to love you so much that it spills over into those around us. Help us to find purpose and to glorify you in this season of singleness. Lord, if there's any baggage or any unhealthy way in us, we humbly ask you to bring it to our attention so that we may repent and get our hearts right, Lord God, that you would heal us from things of the past that would affect our future spouse, that would negatively affect our future relationship. Lord, I break off any temptation in this season, any lie from the enemy that we have believed or entertained. Lord, we bring every temptation by name to you today. You know, you have told us in your word that no temptation is too great for us to bear. You always make a way of escape. I pray that you would help us to captivate our thoughts, that we would find our identity in you alone, not by our relationship status. Protect our minds from the lies of the evil one. Guard our hearts so that we only allow you to move it. Speak loud and clear to us with the Holy Spirit's quick conviction any time that we are moving toward temptation. Give us a heart that longs to do only your will. God, I know that you are preparing me 
for that husband, for that wife, that we will be better together because you ordained it, Lord God. You brought us together at the right time in our lives. Help us to trust you and to not compare ourselves with how the world does it, how other people live their life. You know, their story is not our story, Lord God. We want to fully depend on you and be satisfied by you, Lord God, that we would fall in love with you, that we would be so in love with you that it would be difficult for a person to even get our attention. Help us to stay focused on you, to draw closer to you in this season, Lord God, and to do your perfect will. In Jesus' name, amen. Make sure to subscribe to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. And be sure to subscribe to the Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon. Bye.